Welcome back to Sacred Space 102, uh, Come and See Production here on West Limerick 102. Uh, my name is Shane Ambrose, delighted to have you on this Corpus Christi morning and hope you are all keeping well. As John said at the top of the programme, we have a guest with us this morning who has been on the programme a number of times with us before. Good morning, Father Luke. How are you keeping? Very well. Good morning, Shane. Good morning to all in West Limerick. Thank you very much, Father Luke. Now, Father Luke McNamara, of course, he is a monk of the community at Glenstall Abbey. And we touched base with Father Luke a couple of a couple of weeks ago to 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 see about lining the programme up. And of course, at the time when we spoke to Father Luke, we all thought we were going to be waiting for phase two or phase three until the end of July. And then, of course, the powers that be decided they were going to speed things up ever so slightly. But I still think this morning, Father Luke, um, we were we were we, we were asking you to give us a small, a few thoughts on something. And I still think it, it would be appropriate for our listeners in this COVID time. And one of the reasons why we were looking to talk, to inviting Luke on is that there has been a number of articles which have been very popular online um, for people searching for things over the, the COVID period, and particularly in the United States of America. And one of them was a piece, it's in the America, um, the Jesuit Review, which is an, uh, an Amer- a Jesuit publication out of the, by the US Jesuits. And it was a piece by Gregory Hills called, We Are All Monks Now. And it was an interesting reflection uh, by the writer uh, with monks of the Cistercian communities um, in the United States about how, because of COVID, and and the the way it had all paused us to refl- to pa- caused us to pause, um, that maybe we were more monastic like, and I thought it was it was an interesting piece. So this morning, Father Luke, we were just going to ask you, as a member of the Benedictine community now, as opposed to the Cistercians, I suppose, looking around us and the COVID experience that we have had in Ireland, and what people have gone through and what people are going through. You know, where, what perhaps does, what, what does, what, what would Benedictine wisdom and experience and spirituality perhaps bring to the table to help people to understand it, maybe to express what they've gone through, but also maybe to cope with it. And I'm thinking in particular, maybe like, the reason I'm asking that question, and people are going, God, it's a very broad question, is because, because we talk about, when we talk about Benedictine communities, we talk about mainly the adherence to the rule of St. Benedict. So I suppose, which has, which has been there for over a thousand years. So maybe before we start into that, you might just give a small, give us your thoughts on it, and what do you think um, the Benedictine wisdom brings at this time? Well, in the first instance, um, the rule of Benedict is 1,500 years old, so it's a little bit older than you were making out. And there's a lot of distilled wisdom and it's a a rule that has been lived. It's not simply a document, but a lived rule. And it is a wealth of lived experience. And Benedict didn't write the rule until the end of his life after he'd had quite a few failures. Uh, So his rule makes allowances for making mistakes or for things going absolutely wrong and and pear-shaped due to plague, famine, disease or whatever. So it's a very it's a a rule that takes into consideration the difficulties that people may face, either man-made or uh, the natural disasters. So there's quite a it's quite interesting from that point of view. 
It was written at a time when the Roman Empire had fallen apart, society was in flux, disease was rampant. So it's very much, uh, very much akin to our state of, of a very changeable world where we've got Brexit, we've got so many other things going on, as well as COVID. Mm. But I suppose the interesting thing about the rule of Benedict and the vows we're asked to take is that they're very different to the vows that other religious take. Other religious would take poverty, chastity and obedience. But we actually take three different vows. We have obedience, but the other two are stability and conversion. And the first one, stability, is very, very important for Benedict. It's not simply staying in the same place, but it's actually sticking with uh, the Lord and sticking with those around you in the community. And we don't choose who we get to live with in community. The Holy Spirit chooses very different people, much like parents don't choose the children they are going, that are going to be born to them, what type of personalities they have, or even spouses. In a sense, while they choose their spouse, they don't choose their other relations. So, But we live with ours all the time. So that living in community is quite a radical witness to the gospel that we're living with others who, who we don't really share the same aptitudes or same interests, perhaps. And one of the uh, things that we learn, and it's a, it's a simple thing that I think um, anybody could take from the rule, is the tool of good work, as it's called, the tool of dealing with others. And I, if I was to use a new word, I would call it otherness, becoming skilled in living with others. And we become adapted to others through our life here together. And we become adapted to the quirks and the habits of other people. And what becomes what is initially annoying or uh, frustrating over time becomes endearing. And uh, but the otherness tool that we have in our in our in our bag of tools is very, very uh, necessary for life for all of us to live cheek by jowl with each other, even socially distant and um, to cope uh, with living with our our close family in in a house for for many months where we can't get out very much so i think everybody has been experiencing that uh, dealing with otherness and learning new ways of 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 dealing with otherness and coping with otherness and living with others and the point about it is really is that it really helps us to discover um ourselves discover others, but also discover our relationship with God. We, dis we discover God through others as well. And we discover so much about our relationship with God through others. So there's a real um, value in that. And when things go wrong, Benedict often points to the brother uh, beside you or uh, ahead of you that will give you the word that will put you on the right track again. So there's that, that learning to live with others. And uh, we have had a recent book out by um, Rowan Williams. And for him, it is the strongest point of the rule of Benedict, that it teaches us how to live with humanity in the world. And he thinks for that very reason, the rule of Benedict would be a good template for, uh, for humanity going forward, uh, both locally with, uh, with, with families and friends, but also at a wider level, community level and and city and and national level learning to deal with difference coping with difference but welcoming difference so that's the 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 otherness part and that's the stability and we have you it was interesting your introduction there you were talking about the cistercians they also follow the rule of benedict so they also have stability 
they broke away from us uh, about 900 years ago now and founded, uh, they founded the Cistercian Order then with uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux and so on. But we had a very funny day here. Um, our novice brother Oscar uh, got a phone call from his sister and uh, she said, um, Oscar, she said, you're the only person in Ireland that would have a novitiate and then make the whole country go through it with him. <laughs> so I thought that was a lovely, a lovely reflection by a frustrated sister trying to cope with her young family and work and all the rest in 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 if working from home in, in this downtime. So in this in this in this confinement and so on. So it was a, a lovely comment, but the whole country has has been has is sharing the division, and in a sense we are, mm. and that that is something that you know a lot of people are saying. I I'm getting a lot of letters and and emails and communication from people who are normally very very busy, and they're now wondering what they were so busy with, mm. and I think people are going to go back with priorities, um and and priorities in their lives and and identify what is important uh, for them in their life, what is important for the for the people around them in their lives and to prioritize more and to be more aware of their relationship with God, with others and with themselves. So it's it's been like a prolonged Lent, really, in a sense. And um, the, the three practices in Lent of prayer, fasting and almsgiving are to uh, restore our relationship with God, uh, with each other, social justice, and then with ourselves uh, through the fasting. So that kind of that kind of has been happening as we've had to fast from all the uh, entertainments that we would have had over the last months. So I suppose for listeners, as they're going to gradually re-engage with society and with with the with shopping and all the rest, maybe to do it in a reflective way. And to be aware of the, you know, what what the, what they have learned from this period, and I know that um, speaking to two uh, two farmers who've been busy uh, because the farm work doesn't stop, but they said uh, with this halting of all the other things, they said they were coming out like fresh lambs, <laughs> <laughs> fresh lambs uh, after the after the after this lockdown. So I thought that was an interesting reflection that they felt this new energy in their lives because of the lack of distraction and more may, maybe more focused living. So I thought that was also a very interesting comment. Yeah, it's, I suppose that, 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 that is, I suppose, one thing that maybe a lot of people might have said um, that at the moment, I suppose, we've, we, everything was so busy for people and then suddenly everything kind of ground to a halt. And I think for some for some people, I think it may have provided an opportunity maybe for uh, to kind of question, I suppose, maybe the illusion that we might have had of of kind of how how purposeful our days might have been in terms of things to do and stuff to be done and all the rest of it. But I suppose the other side of it, then, I suppose, is I'm also conscious that for many people, um it's 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 also been a challenging time. Um, like I, I I was recently talking to friends of mine that have have young family, 
and also mm-hmm. trying to keep down keep you know keep down jobs and at the moment for anyone that's probably working in an office um usually the bane of our existence is skype and zoom calls you know you're having meetings mm-hmm. upon meetings upon meetings and the one thing that struck me was the amount of meetings that have been interrupted by young um attendees that have suddenly demanded attention and from <laughs> mum and dad and i was kind of going my god how, how difficult must it be uh, you know, for 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 families at the moment, and I suppose looking at that, I suppose what kind of um, I suppose what kind of advice or what kind of thoughts would you have in relation to something like that? Y- yes, there's um, there's a uh, um, risk with 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 uh, having to double or triple job, mm. and that you can become you can be torn in every direction. And Benedict um, advises, and I think this is very wise, advises to to parcel out the day into segments. And uh, we have a, a, a time for prayer, a time for reading and study, and then a time for physical work. And I think if it's if it is possible, and it may not be possible, but if you have a, a couple working in this situation, it may be that you can have both the um, the husband and wife. Um, or both partners working um, in in alternate rhythm and devoting then the time maybe with children or whatever that may or may not work but it's it's one thing that he does advise he, he advises breaking up the day in that that way the other um is that um we don't have equality as such in the rule we have a very interesting uh, maxim that the strong have something to strive for and the weak not be discouraged. So, uh, for instance, I know um, certain mothers have some children schooling the younger ones uh, for some of the day, and then they take over the schooling of the older sibling um, later in the day. So that that's sometimes a, a, a thing that can be very, very good, both for building up responsibility of the older child, building up rapport and so on. And it also changes the voice of the one giving the instruction, which is always a good thing. So there, there are innovative ways. And I've been in, I've actually been doing some Zoom teaching myself um, over the Internet, both with my college students in um, in Maynooth, where I teach St. Patrick's College Maynooth, and also um, with uh, some primary school kids just to actually do that, to give parents a break. So I have been I have been on doing parables and that with with them and. It's interesting that uh, I'm surpri- pleasantly surprised that that many of them know the parables very well. So that was quite a surprise to me. So um, they, but a lot of them are in, covered in the in the curriculum in the in the junior in, in the junior schools, the primary schools. But uh, I suppose one other thing that has come up in 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 your initial introduction there was the word achadia, and it's a very interesting. Uh, monastic disease it's it's called and it's it's basically a wearing of oneself down a wearing down of the person or of the system and that you're no longer able to function right and it can be it, it can be marked by lethargy at one end but it can also be marked and more commonly i think in ireland by hyperactivity where we're doing lots of things but getting nothing done or, we're, or we go the other end, we go for lethargy. But the result is that we're not really living at either end of the spectrum. 
And this achadia, it's it's a real problem for monks and it's a real problem for us all. And this is why St. Benedict asks that we have this regularity, this stability in our prayer, stability in our reading and stability uh, in and study and stability in our work. And through that, we we actually grow to uh, know God, to know ourselves and to know others. The the conversion that he speaks of that happens through these activities doesn't happen all at once. He speaks of the monastery as a school of the Lord's service. So we're gradually learning over time um, and we're, we're really beginners in the spiritual life. We're beginners, we're seekers of God, but we're not we, we're not there and we're very aware of that. And we're aware of all the pitfalls. And he speaks of the abbot as a wise physician using all the very many tools. But I think the most wonderful tool that he advises the abbot at the end, and maybe it would be a good one for listeners, if there was anybody in in a particular family or other that is in difficulty, maybe has has cut bridges with the family or whatever, he advises all the members of the community to pray for the errant brother, and that's the 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 up the ultimate uh, resource that is used to bring back uh, an errant brother or a brother that's gone astray to the fold. And I think it's a lovely thing that we invoke the prayer of every single member of the community, um, living and dead, for the um, for the errant person. And I think we could maybe, we there may be many families that have a family member that for some reason or another is estranged, but to ask the 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 gathered family to pray and to pray in union with those who've gone before them for that errant person. I think that's a lovely thing in Benedict, a really, uh, a really pastoral um, initiative that is very central to the rule. The, the last thing I might mention on, on, on the rule of Benedict, and which I think is important to probably mention in this time of Black Lives Matter that is going on in the United States and indeed throughout the world, and I'm glad to see that people in Ireland are very uh, attuned to it, is that we're reminded in the rule of Benedict that Jesus has come among us as one who serves. And he is he is uh, the, the servant of all. And there's this radicality in the in the gospel values that is is very much present also in the rule of Benedict. And so the abbot takes the place of Christ in the community, but he is the one who serves the brothers. And literally serves them. He is to wash their feet, and um, all of all of their feet at times. So, so there is this very much this sense of, of of ministry, but service as well. And I think that's a lovely emphasis of Benedict that we are to be, to be humble and serve, as Christ. And it's a lovely thing to think of today, the feast of Corpus Christi, the presence of Christ among us as one who serves. And we've seen a lot of that in recent months with many younger people doing a lot of um, voluntary work for older neighbours, delivering medicines, delivering messages and doing other voluntary work uh, throughout um, Limerick uh, city and county. And it's really wonder. It has been wonderful to see. And I know of um, certain uh, people that have been doing this on a regular basis all through the, the lockdown. And it is really wonderful to for them because they've been Gone to discover who their neighbours are and vice versa, so it's been it's been very very uh, interesting to see how this period, although we've been living socially distanced, in one sense we've actually come to live as community together, 
and that this crisis has brought us together. There have been dark sides to it. There have been an in, there's been an increase in domestic violence and there's been other problems, um, sadly. And I'm not I, I'm not in, uh, unaware of that, sadly. Um, but but I think an awful lot of good has come out of this, particularly with younger uh, the younger cohort who've really stepped up to the plate in so many um, places and helped out um, and given generously um, of their time and and at a time when when really they're under a lot of financial pressure and economic pressure because many of them aren't sure of their jobs and so on. So I thought that was a lovely uh, reaction. So Father Luke, thank you so much um, for that for those thoughts this morning. Uh, I hope for our listeners that they've 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 given us some. Um, Food for thought on this on this Sunday morning, particularly, I like that idea of the of being just doing what you were able to do that 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 you 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 spoke about, and also the idea, of course, of looking the, the communitarian aspect uh, of 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 it all in terms of looking out for each other. So unfortunately, we have to just leave our time is against us. I'm afraid. So part two, um, we're we're just leaving it for now, and we're going to take a break, John. Yeah, we might just take a break and return again in a few minutes where we'll share today's gospel, of course, a very important one on Corpus Christi. So join us again in a few minutes for part three.